0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, welcome to another Twisted Tangents, and tonight we're going to be talking conspiracy theories.
1: Their spines had been cut and then he played with them like, you know, a cat would play with a mouse to
0: yell, your eyes, your eyes, they turned solid black. Join us in another Twisted Tangent. that's a good way of um, starting it just a little bit of like eerie music like some X-Files some kind yeah, of yeah but shit. it'll just be me doing jingles Yeah, just my your, mouth yeah just
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on one get for some,
0: next week get some like pigeon noises happening <laughs> oh god oh wow I'm sorry No, you not yeah you're right. a little bit I'm a little bit sorry um, anyway conspiracy theories there are lots of them out there um, And I've been looking at conspiracy theories for as long as I can remember. Um, I find them absolutely fascinating. Uh, so you have not really looked at conspiracy theories before, have you? I
1: have not very much delved into the world of conspiracy theories. Nor am I too much a believer at this point in time. I guess I will take some convincing but i guess i just need to research more really
0: yeah and that's what conspiracy theories are all about so there's this a misconception that if you believe in conspiracy theories you're a nutter and that all started with (laughs) uh yeah well it started (laughs) it's a conspiracy theory within itself um whether it's true or not i'm not sure i wasn't alive but during uh, JFK when he was assassinated there was a lot of talk that it was the government that killed him because of what he was trying to do within the government and the powers be said nope you can't do that we'll have you killed and Lee Harvey Oswald comes along bang dead um, and so a lot of people started to question whether it was just a, like one maniac wanted him dead or whether it was actually the government that wanted him dead. So I th- what I've been told and what I've read is that the, uh, the government told all the newspapers to start putting a bad spin on the term conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorists. Uh, because all of the media outlets are putting a bad spin on that term conspiracy theory uh, it then, you know, everyone who believes in any form of a conspiracy theory, whether it's the moon landing being faked or whether it's JFK killed by the government or whatever it is, if you believe in a conspiracy theory, you are sort of automatically, you're a, uh, a bit of a nutter and not exactly Some people
1: right. do lend themselves well to it though, don't they?
0: Oh yeah, no, 100%. percent There are definitely complete utter nutters. And they Like the uh,
1: ones who start wearing fucking tinfoil hats and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: the, I swear to you there are sane conspiracy theorists out there. Uh, case in point, me. Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah, look, I, I like to think I'm somewhat sane. Uh, <laughs> I'm not completely and utterly bonkers in my everyday life. Yet I do believe in some, uh, not all conspiracy theories that I believe in, uh, but there are definitely some I do. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, for this, obviously I'm going to be doing most of the talking, uh, just to enlighten you and anyone listening about different conspiracy theories that are out there. uh, I
1: am going to speak, guys. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) I'll try and keep that to a minimum, though. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) But, um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start with what I consider to be the, um, sort of the the main conspiracy theory uh the mother of all conspiracy theories because this one uh not a, not only is it its own theory but it also involves a bunch of other conspiracy theories in it so it involves 9-1 9 9-1, it also involves JFK it also involves Abraham Lincoln like, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories within this one. I'm not going to delve into those ones too much. Uh, I'll just kind of gloss over them. But this is the conspiracy that the Rothschild family basically own the entire world. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> maybe Maybe I'll have to get some music happening right there. Bomb bom, bom, bom. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um... So, you need. We need a little bit of history here about who the Rothschilds are. Um, so this one goes all the way back to 1744, uh, when. Now I'm probably going to completely butcher these names. They are Jewish names. I am not Jewish, so you know I'm doing my bastardised Australian accent version of all of these. So if they're completely and utterly wrong shut up uh so mayor amschel rothschild born 1744 in a jewish slum of frankfurt not much is known about his early life as his was one of tens of thousands of marginalized outcast families but once he came of age he became an apprentice at a small uh, bank in hamburg where he learned the trade so he's a banker which is kind of everything about the rothschilds is finance and banking how else do you earn this much money? Uh, which you will find out soon. Uh, anyway, returning to Frankfurt at the age of 19, he offered his own banking services in a modest way, beginning with trading of rare coins and related investments. He was energetic, clever, and most of all, he was charismatic. And he was smart, seeking out wealthy clientele and associating with nobility wherever he could. By the age of 40, he'd consolidated his most important business contact, the landgrave William, Elector of Hesse, one of only a tiny number of nobles empowered to elect the Holy Roman Emperor. When William was younger, he had engaged in the trading of rare coins with Mayer's father. So, and so the two had always known one another. When William inherited his own father's massive fortune, his friend- his friendship with Mayer Rothschild gave Mayer the ability to begin conducting larger international transactions. This was the point at which the Rothschilds' name became first involved with the manipulation of money behind the scenes of wars. Mayer was a firm believer in family business and insisted on using his own sons by then he had five as his business partners what he did next became the model for many powerful jewish financiers who followed he installed each of his five sons as his agents in the five major financial centers of europe the eldest amschel Meyer rothschild in frankfurt solomon Meyer rothschild in vienna nathan Meyer rothschild in london Kalman Mayer Rothschild in Naples, and the youngest, Jacob Mayer Rothschild in Paris. Now this I'm taking from someone called Skeptoid, uh, who has done all of the research for me. So that is a direct quote from uh, Snopes.com, because I'm not going to be doing that kind of research. Now, that's how the Rothschild started. Yeah, and could you call? I'd, I'd call it the Rothschild dynasty. It's a dynasty. It's bigger than the Kardashians. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, I know the Kardashians would probably scream if they were told that, but you know what? It's fucking true. Um, because I don't know what the Kardashians are worth—probably a few million dollars—but um, the Rothschild family. ...has amassed with great wealth since the 1700s... ...claims that they have a net worth of $500 trillion... ...or that they own 80% of the world's wealth. That is ridiculous. Now, they say that the the world's total wealth... ...is around $250 trillion. So, like, there's a bit of indiscrepancies there. How do the Rothschilds own double what the world owns... Um, I believe that five hundred trillion dollars is probably not going to be solely money. I'm going to. I believe that to be assets as well. So they've probably got a hell of a lot of assets um, coming from the 1700s right through to now, uh, and having such a big family as well. So, so yeah, there. You go. that's that's kind of where the Rothschilds started off. Um, and now they um, they own all the central banks in the world, uh, owned by the Rothschild. So there's, as of two th- the year 2000, there were seven banks that they didn't own. Uh, so they didn't own Afghanistan, and they didn't own uh, so Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, Libya, did I say sedan already? North Korea. Um, and anyway, so the year 2000, you've got Afghanistan is the first one on their list that they want to get to. Yeah. And they can't just waltz on in with an army and go, this is now our bank, thank you. Because um, there's going to obviously naturally be a massive, massive uproar from the entire world so what do they do 9-11 that's that's how 9-11 happens so the Rothschilds need a puppet and that puppet they decide is going to be America as America have the uh, not the largest army but like the most resources at their disposal yeah so you know they get um they, they, they need something massive to happen that is going to turn the entire world against Afghanistan. So they then have 9-11 happen. And because, yeah, you got George W. Bush in power at the time. <laughs> a dude who struggles to put a fucking sentence together, for Christ's sake. So, yeah, he's very easily manipulated. I'd, I'd be interested to see what his actual IQ is, because I I don't know I just don't see it being all that high.
1: He's probably actually got strings tied to his hands or something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh look, he, he prob- probably does. Uh, so.
1: Also, in case you're wondering, the Kardashians, are, as a collective, including Bruce, I'm calling him <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, is uh, Bruce, Brucey boy. Somewhere in the range of about seven hundred to eight hundred million. So not they're not okay. even billionaires, collectively. Co- uh, and that's collectively. That's as collectively.
0: Well. Wow, how many of them are there? There's there's quite a few, isn't there? Uh,
1: one, two, three,
0: boom, 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 boom.
1: boom. <laughs> I think there's about <laughs> I don't know six or seven.
0: Yeah. So this is more your area of expertise. Yeah, mine. kind of. Yeah, well, look, to be fair, I don't really know why they're famous in the first place, other than Kim Kardashian had sex and her mother then exploited it. That's about all I know that they're famous for. Well, but their dad but, was the famous lawyer, obviously. Yeah. But but no one really hears about him. No, of not course now. not,
1: because they've all got giant asses in they've the media. They've all got plastic surgery. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which I, I, I can't stand. But, okay, so back to the conspiracy. So Afghanistan needs to be taken over and Iraq needs to be taken over as well. So 9-11 happens and the American government go, look, Muslims terrorists bad
1: yeah everyone goes ah yeah bad bad countries
0: okay i'm not i'm not deterring away from the fact that 9 11 was a horrible horrible thing to happen i'm not saying that it wasn't i'm not saying that no one actually died a couple of buildings were demolished i'm you know it was orchestrated by the government that's what i'm saying and uh so the the world is now looking at the middle east and the muslim religion saying Everything about this is horrible, and it's still going on today. Yeah, for like, sure. There's a lot of backlash against Muslims. Yeah, and I'm, I, I know not all Muslims are like that. It's only a very small minority that are these extremists. But it, and it, this is where it all kicked off. So, America then launched an attack on Afghanistan in retaliation for nine, nine uh, eleven. And slowly, you know, Afghanistan gets taken over. Iraq, same thing happens there. So by the end of 2003, Afghanistan and Iraq are now controlled by the Rothschilds. Now that leaves Sudan and Libya. Okay, so now you've got Sudan and Libya. Um, Everyone's still sort of reeling from... Uh, 9 nine, eleven, and uh, see, so the UN, and now the puppet, so, it's, it's, it's sort of trying to, bef- do it in a more, uh, polite way, a nice way of doing it, rather than, holy crap, these countries have just launched a massive attack, on the western world, they send the UN in, the UN, going, they just, you know, put their presence on absolutely everything in these two nations and slowly over a couple of years everything just comes apart Rothschilds bang they now have control over the central banks so there is four of the seven uh countries that they needed control over that leaves north korea iran and cuba that still aren't under the control of the Rothschilds um And also with Iraq, uh, Saddam Hussein is another conspiracy theory that's thrown in there. Oh, Lord. Yeah, they say Saddam Hussein, uh, he he was privy to what was happening and he was trying to put an end to it. And then um, they obviously...
1: So that's why he was the dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's why he was the dude, like one of the number one I was—I don't know if he was number one, or he was, in, he was definitely in the top ten most wanted people in the world for uh, the American government. Yeah, uh, and some people say this is why because he knew what was happening to his country, and he did not want that to happen. So again, there's what what's that like four conspiracies that are thrown into this big big one. So you got North Korea, Iran, and Cuba. Cuba is next on. Um, Next on the list, now they decide to take uh, another tact, and Barack Obama is now the President of the United States, and they try to befriend Cuba, that's how they're going to get their way in there, rather than trying to launch an attack, they're going to try and uh, rekindle a relationship between America and Cuba so then the Rothschilds can then move in. So I'm just gonna play here, this is a speech from Barack Obama uh, from the December 17th, 2014. Good afternoon. Today, the United States of America is changing its relationship with the people of Cuba. The most significant changes in our policy in more than 50 years. We will end an outdated approach that for decades has failed to advance our interests And instead, we will begin to normalize relations between our two countries. Through these changes, we intend to create more opportunities for the American and Cuban people and begin a new chapter among the nations of the Americas. Alright, so instead of using force, the U.S. are now befriending the countries that the Rothschilds want to take control of
1: the whole you catch more flies with honey than vinegar thing
0: yeah yeah that's it so now we move on to north korea <laughs> yeah everyone knows what but this started do you remember i'm not sure what year happened where sony pictures was hacked and had a bunch of movies released yeah that was yeah a... i think i remember that yeah that was a huge huge thing for america yeah and that was pinned on north korea they said North Korea hacked Sony Pictures and released all these movies, costing them God knows how much money.
1: Why would they want to do
0: that, though? I don't know, but that's where it all stemmed from. Yeah. And it's just escalated from there. Uh, and so currently, this is a, like, obviously, this is a very, very lengthy process for yeah. the Rothschild family. but um,
1: doesn't so It doesn't really matter to them, though. They just sit back and let the billions roll in. Yeah, well, that's years. it.
0: So they're working on North Korea. Uh, they've got Trump in there at the moment who is probably, yeah, he's very money-orientated as a human being, incredibly intelligent. He's a prime puppet. He is, he is, definitely. He's a, he's a very intelligent businessman. And I think that's one thing that they're, they're going to look at and love about him. Well, he's a definitely
1: a prime puppet for them. Being so money-orientated and then being so filthy rich. Yeah, They that's can just it. go, here go. Okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, it, it, on the news, it looks like Donald Trump is trying to mend the relationship with Kim Jong-un. Whether he actually is trying to mend that relationship or not, who knows. But, uh, I don't know, maybe it's going to take Kim Jong-un dying... And them not to be such a closed off nation, and that's what's going to be for the Rothschilds to move in and take over, uh, and then that leaves Iran left. Uh, so I'm not sure if anything's currently happening with Iran at the moment, or whether that's going to be the next big thing. So yeah, there's uh, there's the Rothschilds conspiracy. I
1: think Kim Jong Un just needs to be assassinated not <laughs> for the rust heart to take over just purely for the fact is so the country stops being a bit of a dick
0: yeah definitely definitely um he needs to just relax and let his people do what they want they need to be able to leave the country go on a holiday use outside and come back use the internet <laughs> yeah use <laughs> use the internet such a glorious wonderful thing um I mean, they've got the internet, but I think it's just for him. Basically. Yeah. It's Kim Jong-un's internet. I think
1: it's so heavily censored that it's not even worth...
0: No, it definitely. W- and it'd be filled with that much propaganda as well. The only sites you'd be able to get onto would be propaganda websites.
1: Kim Jong's MySpace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it'd be his Pixel account. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, um...
1: So there's the mother of all conspiracy theories right there.
0: Yeah, that's what I consider it to be, the mother of all. uh, Purely because it encapsulates so many other conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, So, on our Instagram page, we will be putting up photos of the Rothschilds. Uh, Jacob Rothschild, uh, who I presume to be named after the first Jacob Rothschild from the... uh, 1700s Jacob Rothschild looks like Monty Burns from the Simpsons Mm. look like we're looking at a photo of him now I'll put it up on our Instagram it's it's fucking it's it's
1: do you reckon they base the character
0: oh look it wouldn't surprise me the Simpsons have been so fucking spot on with so much stuff
1: yeah it's really weird
0: yeah, like they call it, you know, ten, fifteen years. Like they call Donald Trump being the president. That's and some Nostradamus going down, shit, right there. Yeah, <laughs> their modern day Nostradamus is The Simpsons. Matt Groening is modern day Nostradamus. <laughs> if you want to know what's going to happen in the future, watch The Simpsons. <laughs> don't go to a fortune teller. Don't go to a psychic. Watch The Simpsons, and that'll tell you what you need to know. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, like there's a, the clip of. Donald Trump on The Simpsons going down the escalator waving, and you got people in the background holding signs and stuff when, yeah. he, when he's elected president. And then there's actually a clip of Donald Trump after he was elected president going down a fl- uh, an escalator waving with people in the background holding signs. Like it's it's eerily the same. Yeah, it's it's creepy. Whether they actually just set that up and went oh happened on The Simpsons. Let's just. Set that up. Let's do I it. I highly doubt that. I, I highly doubt it as well. But it, it's <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, so, so that I would believe to be the mother of all conspiracies. Now, I'm going to move on to. I'm not sure if this is that. Nah, surely there'd be there'd be a number of Australian conspiracies. This is probably the main Australian conspiracy, and it revolves around the massacre in Port Arthur that led to our gun laws that we have today. So back in 1996, the government wanted to tighten gun laws and take away fully automatic and semi-automatic weapons. But I believe it was the Premier of New South Wales, I think, said it would take a massacre to be able to bring these laws in. Uh, I can't remember if it was a few weeks, a few months, whatever it was. It was, it was. I remember it wasn't a long time uh, since that comment was made and the massacre happened. Yeah. So already, straight away, it's suss as shit. It's <laughs> just a short time gap between, oh, there'd have to be a massacre for us to change our gun laws. Boom, massacre happens. Now the government can go, all right, cool, hand in all of your fully and semi-automatic weapons, Um It now takes 28 days for all the background checks to be done for you to actually get a weapon. You don't get one on the spot. Um, And they did a buyback scheme where you hand in your guns, the government gives you money for it. And some 700,000 weapons were turned in. Yeah, everyone loves money. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, there was a lot of backlash from gun nuts. I'm I'm calling gun nuts. I hate guns. Um, gun nuts were, you know, oh, you can't take away our guns. It's a right and yada yada yada. But now, no one cares. Like there are still yeah, people. because
1: people aren't dying every day. Yeah, like, they are, f- but not like to such an extent that they are in America.
0: Yeah, you don't like if there is a shooting on TV where you know two people die. We're like, holy crap! You're kidding. Yeah. Whereas,
1: when we hear, just anyone, if just one person's been shot on the news, we're like, fuck, man. Yeah. People are getting shot.
0: Yeah. Whereas over in America, where the gun laws are non-existent. You hear um, gunshots
1: in the street and you roll over and go back to sleep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you hear a gunshot, you're going to open your window and go, shut the fuck up. Try not to sleep. And you go back to bed. Like, it's just, it's nothing. Yeah. Over there. You're like, oh, someone got killed. Someone shot again. Okay, cool. But over not here, saying it's, it's not a tragedy,
1: guys. No, no, definitely Just not. Just putting saying. the facts out there. Just
0: saying, change your gun laws, dipshits. Uh, yeah, it's pretty shit, man. Yeah, how many massacres is going to take before America go, you know what, maybe guns are bad. They guns probably, are bad, okay. <laughs> they're probably never going to say that. No, nah, never. But, so, I be- I, this is one that I believe to be a conspiracy, I've seen enough stuff.
1: I've actually never heard of this conspiracy theory before, which is weird because, as you said, there probably aren't that many Australian conspiracies. And, like, it's such a big one. Like, I definitely remember the case, but I didn't know there was a conspiracy about it. Yeah.
0: No, it was covered up pretty well, Mm. I'll be honest. But, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot that... um, that I've noticed this is weird and it starts off with Martin Bryant who is the gunman I use that term extremely loosely air quotes yep uh, he has he has an IQ of 66 so he's got the IQ of a 10 year old child now how does a a man with an IQ of a 10 year old child orchestrate the death of 35 people in a day like, yeah. It's already it's already super shaky.
1: I mean, that would, as an adult, would probably make him like like legally mentally disabled. Yeah, yeah. Pro- having an IQ of that degree.
0: Yeah, look, it probably would. Uh, and this day and age, if you if your IQ is that low, you probably get off most stuff. What you do, you probably get off because I don't know. I don't know if, uh, like, could you can you differentiate the difference between right and wrong with that kind of an IQ? Well,
1: I mean, the actual legal age for convicting a person is ten. So if you are under ten, you get off because. That is the legal age of knowing right and wrong. Can't yeah, remember what the word. Because me- your mental capacity. I think it's dully isn't or something. I remember it from legal yeah. studies. But yeah, that is the legal age. So if you had a mental capacity of ten or under, th- there is no way you could be charged. Yeah. It it just it'd be like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. But it's just like.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
1: my brain's not working tonight either. Good.
0: <laughs> so that is already the start of where it's where it's fishy. Um,
1: he'd be like the guy from Making a Murderer, Brendan Dassey.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. He'd be very easily persuaded. Extremely. Is yeah. if someone said, "Here, here's a gun. Shoot that. Per- shoot shoot over that way." He'd probably just go, "Okay, bang, 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 kill." I don't know, however many people, and be like, what did I do? Probably wouldn't have a clue what He'd be like, happened. what now? Yeah.
1: <coughs> I mean, I know our kids are very easily persuaded. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, you've got to think. This man has the mind of a child.
0: Yeah, he does. He's, you know, he's a child. Um, but it gets weirder.
1: Of course it does. Why would it stop there?
0: So, this happened on on a Sunday. Now, two hours before it happened, ten of the senior managers of Port Arthur were taken to safety miles and miles away up the east coast of Tasmania for a two-day seminar. There was no visitors, no no speakers at this seminar, no agenda. It was like, you know, all these important people of the town. (whistles) Off you go. Like, yeah, that just yeah. seems a little bit weird. Could be sheer coincidence as well. Um, but this one, yeah, it, they say that it was possibly Bryant that organised this with an IQ of 66. I find it very hard to believe. There was a phone call to the police about a heroin drug stash up at... Uh, coal mine at Saltwater River, which is, I don't know, a 35-minute drive from Broad Arrow Cafe, yeah. where the the uh, massacre happened. Um, so they're, they're called out that, that way uh, just before the shooting happened. So they're, you know, they're gone. The only two police officers are gone. Yeah. Uh, turns out it was a wild cruise chase. Uh, they... Heroin turned out just to be soap powder. So it's obviously taken someone with a decent mental capacity to call in something that's decent to get the only two coppers in town away. Could Martin Bryant do that? I personally, no, I don't think he could. Oh, well, even me.
1: just, to, like, even you would have to know... You would have to know what heroin looks like and what you could gauge it against and what you could use as a decoy and blah, blah, blah. Like, even me with, I'm going to say, probably an average mental capacity, (laughs) I don't know what heroin looks like off the top of my head. I wouldn't know what to compare it to. So I could not imagine that Martin Bryant would be orchestrating this massive decoy.
0: No, And, again, that's another thing that could be just sheer coincidence.
1: Mate, there's no coincidence in conspiracy theories, let's be honest here.
0: (laughs) Um, This is the one that kind of almost pretty much sold it for me. Before the massacre, they built, there was a specially built 22-person mortuary truck. It was built in Tasmania. If you don't know Australia, pause this, have a look at uh, a map of... Australia, Tasmania is a little tiny, little bit of land down the bottom.
1: Tasmania is our Merkin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like if you're going to build <laughs> this giant mortuary truck with a capacity of 22 bodies, you would be building it on the mainland. You I'd be say you'd
1: be Tassie. either building it in Melbourne or in Sydney, yeah. like the two biggest
0: places. Yeah, definitely. You would not be building it in Tassie, but it was built in Tassie. Uh, and a lot of people were like, why would you need a mortuary truck to fit 22 people in it? Yeah, that's like, what ridiculous. are you preparing for? Yeah. Oh, look, here's a massacre with 35 dead. Oh, how convenient. We've got a 22-person truck here that we can put them into. And everyone's like, oh, actually, you know what? That's a, f- that's a fucking good idea. Yeah. So that was just brilliant. And everyone loved it because of that. But after the, the massacre... They tried to sell this truck. They advertised it, advertised it. No one wanted it, so they repurposed Because what the it. fuck would you use it for? Yeah, other than a mortuary truck, that's all it can be used for. They couldn't sell it, so they repurposed it. Party bus. Well, Everyone
1: not. just has to lay down in the
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up repurposing it, so they didn't keep it around. They built it. The massacre happened, then it was repurposed into something else. I'm not sure what it was re- repurposed into, but straight after the massacre, it was repurposed. It's Built just before, destroyed just after. Yeah,
1: right. Why?
0: Why would you... It, that, that, to me, is just fucked. Like, it, they're not even trying to be subtle at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, and then... They were getting... Witness statements identifying who the gunman was. No one actually identified Martin Bryant as the gunman. So if you look, we'll have it on our Instagram, a picture of Martin Bright. He is very smooth-faced. Like, there's no, like... Any, yeah, he's yeah. got
1: beautiful, beautiful clear skin. Yeah. Like, long blonde hair. Kind of looks a bit surfy. Yeah.
0: Well, it's 96, so, you know, it's kind of the... Everyone was a surfer. Yeah, yeah. You know, or had the little, surfer look. Yeah. Uh, so there was a young woman who ate her lunch near the gunman. I'm not going to call him Brian because it wasn't him. Uh, she ate lunch near the gunman just before 1.30 and she said that he had a freckled face, uh, which is not Bryant at all. No freckles on his face. Graham Collier, who is a is an ex-soldier, uh, he was shot in the neck during all of this, and uh, he said that the gunman had a pock-marked or acneed face, which again does yeah, not that's, not not him at all. It's definitely not Bryant. And he said that uh, Bryant did not shoot him in the neck. What more proof do you need than the, one of the victims saying, "No, it wasn't him"? One more? proof do you want yeah um so this is all happening they're getting their witness statements they haven't gotten all of the witnesses to identify who the government was yet uh so on the 30th of april whilst everything's still happening uh the hobart mercury which is their local newspaper printed an old photo of martin bryant on their front page which is illegal yeah, you know, no, the police haven't done all of their investigations. They haven't questioned all the witnesses or anything. Yeah. And so this has gone out into the paper. Paper's gone out to the public. Obviously, the witnesses have seen it. gone, oh my god, look at him. And then when the police come around and get the descriptions from the witnesses, they begin describing the photo. They don't. They don't describe who the gunman was. They describe Bryant in the photo. They described the clothes that he was wearing in the photo, how he looked in the photo. Which is not, obviously, what he was wearing on yeah. the day this, this all happened. So that is illegal. Nothing happened. They should have been shut down. They should have had some kind of legal action taken against them. Yeah, definitely. Nothing. I just... yeah, oh, that's fine. Cool. Whatever. Not to worry about it. Whoops. Yeah. Um now this is fucked up there's a uh, a nurse she's a nurse a tour guide and an ambulance officer named mrs wendy sker she called the police at 1 to report the shooting and her and other medics then cared for the injured and the dead to any police protection for says he's six and a half hours. I've also read that police didn't turn up until four thirty to the cafe. Yeah. So there's a bit of you know, a couple of different times, but
1: Still a long, a long time. time considering any. the fact that there's some gunmen on a rampage. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you'd be sending every single person down there. And the armored police that were ordered to go down there apparently stopped for a barbecue at Tirana. I'm not sure where that is, but it's clearly not where it fucking happened. <laughs> uh, and the police who arrived by boats were a stone's throw away from the main crime scene, being brought know, broad arrow cafe. And they too failed to come in to see what was going on. Yeah, right. So why, why, why did the police not respond instantly? Why did they take their sweet ass time to get there? why? because it was the police doing the shooting there were specially trained police officers shooting uh, which I will go into shortly but Martin Bryant left Broad Arrow Cafe uh, grabbed a car filled up with petrol I believe he shot shot someone there kidnapped someone and then went over to they call it, at the uh, Seascape, which I believe is a, a um, hotel, and he was holed up in there for a while. That's where he had a um, hostage situation and a standoff with the police, where some two hundred odd shots were fired from the Seascape at the police officers, but not a single shot was fired into the Seascape. Not. One shot. Two hundred shots
1: were shot out of
0: the seascape. Yeah, yeah. Some two hundred odd shots were fired out towards the police officers. Jesus. There are. Uh, there was a conversation between a police officer and Martin Bright that was recorded. So they, they've gotten him on the phone. Uh, you can you can hear this on online. It's readily available, and. They're talking to Martin Bryant... And he is telling them... Hey... First off he wanted to be called Jamie for some reason... I don't know why... Don't know if that's actually a thing... It's worth mentioning... But it was... It, it happened... Thought <sighs> it was interesting... Um... He... Martin Bryant told the police... That there was a sniper... With infrared... On I believe the northeast side of the building... Closing in... And he said tell him to back away he's going to shoot your main man was he referring to himself being the main man or he's saying your main man so the police's main man so it was there i personally i believe that there was someone else in there with him with with him and the hostages he was as much a hostage as everyone else mm. uh because when he is on the phone as, as he's talking, he's midway through talking on the phone, you can hear gunshots going off in a different room. There's no way he can be doing that.
1: Yeah, well if it's supposed to be him that's doing all the shooting. Oh he was
0: yeah they, they portrayed him to be the lone gunman. It was him and only him, no one else. And there's, you can hear gunshots going off and they went, oh no, that's this person coughing. No, it's not, a, I've listened to it, it's out there, it is not a cough.
1: I have to admit, I have shot a gun, I have shot guns in my lifetime. Always safe, at like abandoned quarries and shit under supervision with my dad and all his shootout mates from his club that he used to be in. And like, shooting a gun is a fucking huge thing, man. It's not just like, you know, it's not like you're picking up a toy gun and pressing the trigger and it just, you know, making the sound effect and it does the thing. Like it's a really big thing. Mm. It takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of effort. Like it really takes it out of you because of how tense you are and everything while it's happening. For one person to do that much shooting Mm.
0: is a joke. Like, that's an actual joke. And he killed 20... At the cafe, within the, sp- the time span of 90 seconds, 20 people were killed by headshots.
1: Was he supposed to have, like, a bloody...
0: <sighs> He's not a... Pro- he, he, has cl- he has said he is not very good with a gun. What gun was it, do you know? Um, uh, not entirely sure. Uh, but I do believe it was some form of like a. Like, I know he used an array of guns. Yeah. He walked in, he, uh, he sat down, put his bag uh, – he had a duffel bag full of guns and ammunition, put that down. He had breakfast, he had a coffee and uh, opened up and started firing. Apart from
1: somebody being like a skilled, trained shooter, the only way I can think of somebody actually being able to pull that off is just opening fire with a machine gun and just – yeah. Just fanning it around the room.
0: Yeah. And then if they're doing that, you're going to have a lot of offspray, lots of like it's going to be carnage. And you're not yeah. going to be able to kill 20 people with headshots by doing, by doing that. No, people definitely not. People are going to be not. shot in the arm, people are going to be shot in the legs, the feet, body, yeah. torso, like everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it was very precise. From the witnesses that were there on the day that it happened, they have said it was very precise and it was – it was just it happened, it gun came out, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, that's and that's how it went down. That's now, really hard. For for a gunman who has done years upon years of training to be able to kill twenty people in the span of ninety seconds with headshots is like that's just phenomenal. That's
1: like sniper quality shit.
0: Yeah. And a sniper's a one shot from a distance. Yeah. Uh, this is 20 people
1: yeah this is like that's that's yeah. trained gunmen yeah
0: and there's few people in the world that would be able to have that kind of accuracy in that short amount of time span with that kind of chaos because as soon as one gun gunshot goes off inside this tiny little cafe people are going to be scrambling yeah because I mean even after
1: after watching shooting competitions in the flesh happening it's it's so hard
0: yeah. So, for someone who's not been trained, it's an impossibility to be yeah. able to do that. Sure. Especially somebody could, with his IQ. Yeah. Sure. It could... Te- technically speaking, yes, it could happen. He mm. could just get super lucky 20 times in Mate, a Mate, that'd be a
1: fucking miracle and a half. Well,
0: yeah. To be able to headshot 20 people in 90 seconds. Like, yeah. It's like point... Zero, 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 zero recurring for guns is one percent chance that it could actually happen yeah so and whilst bryant was at ski sca- at seascape there were three shots fired at the cafe he's on the phone they've got him tied down at the seascape yet there's gunshots going off at the cafe it wasn't him which means that's proof right there that there was another shooter yeah uh, so maybe, I don't know, I don't know, like the police aren't going to go around shooting. They're going to go, well, you're pretty badly wounded, I'm just going to put you out, bang, and just kill Like a horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <coughs> yeah, there's a uh, forensic seminar in Queensland where the Tasmanian Police Forensic Gun Inspector Jared Dutton gave a lecture and... There's a question that come from a Mr. Ian McNiven. And he asked if there was any empirical evidence to link Martin Bryant to the Broad Arrow Cafe. And Sergeant Dutton quickly closed off the 15-minute question time and wouldn't reply. And then, so obviously McNiven's, you know, he said, I have here Graham Collier's police statement, who's the ex-soldier shot in the neck. Yeah. And Sergeant Dutton threatened to arrest him, and called for security agents to escort McNiven out of the building. Now, when Dutton was asked the exact same question in America by a doctor at a seminar, he replied truthfully this time, and he, all he said was there is no empirical evidence to link Bryant to the cafe. So they've got the duffel bag that he carried the guns in sitting there. He didn't take that with him. He's got. They've got the coffee cup. They've got his knife and fork. They've got all all this stuff that's gonna have his DNA on it, his yeah, fingerprints. Everything,
1: on it. the plate, the chair.
0: Yeah. Didn't test any of it. Didn't actually physically link him to the cafe. Yeah. Why? So again, that's another thing that like he, he confessed there was no trial or anything. They got his confession uh, through um he ended up confessing, for five, five months, he was in solitary confinement because uh, he said it wasn't me. He had a lawyer who said, no, he's not guilty. We are going to fight this. It was not him. Five months, I had him locked up. He then ended up getting a lawyer, John Avery, who was for the prosecution suddenly went over to Martin Bryant. They took him out of five months of solitary confinement and John Avery said, plead guilty. And after, I think it was about two weeks of John Avery saying, you need to plead guilty to this, make this go away, plead guilty. Martin Bryant eventually said that he was the one that did it. Like if that's not sus, yeah. And there's yeah you know, there's testimonials from police officers who served in the police force in Tasmania and actually worked this case that said Martin Bryant is innocent. There are police officers that say he did not do it, and they actually give names as to who it was that did it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just. So so much stuff that just points to him being innocent. And there's, n- there's no uh, inquest into into this either. It's been 22 years since this happened. There's not been a single inquest into it. And yeah. his, Brian's mother even says he's innocent. Yeah. Originally, she said, no, nah, he he did it. He did it. It was him. Because that's what he was telling it. And then he said after a while, he goes... I didn't do it. And she's obviously believing her son.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And yeah, you know, a lot of people are ripping on her saying, Why are you changing? Why why are you doing this? And she's like, Because he's innocent, he didn't do it So according to the official story, Bryant first killed David and Sally Martin at Seascape Cottage in the morning and then he went on to Port Arthur, where the this all happened Yet, yeah, two policemen reported seeing a naked woman with black hair screaming and running from one building to another at seascape well into the afternoon so who was it if Sally Martin's dead why is there a naked black haired woman running in the buildings like who the hell is that they don't know no one knows who she is yeah and it's just something that's just weird uh but there is actually proof of the other government. Oh, is, um, gunmen. 20, the other gunmen. There were. I think they. They said there was about five gunmen all up. Not Martin Bright. Six, if you want to include him, I don't believe he has anything to do with this at all. So, back on to the uh, seminars case here uh, there were another two seminars how
1: many seminars is Hobart going to have
0: oh look for the small state that it is a lot uh, apparently nine. This, you know, this time in 96 was a very popular time for seminars <laughs> um, so there were two more seminars uh, on the Sunday morning that this happened there were 25 specialist doctors from the Royal Australian College of Surgeons from all over Australia they had attended a training course in Hobart their last lecture was on terrorist attacks and gunshot wounds yeah, how it's convenient fucking
1: yeah it's
0: so convenient so obviously they stayed on to take care of the wounded victims mm. um yeah <laughs> a terrorist attack and gunshot wounds on the last day boom here let's put all of your training into practice right now so that was that's super suspicious. And...
1: That's the government trying to save their own ass.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Just going, well, maybe if we have these people here, they can save them and they won't die, but we can still get the gun laws changed. Yeah.
0: Well, they had to have a bunch of people die because if people survive, then they're going to be going, well, no, it wasn't him. He didn't shoot me. Yeah. Like Collier did. Not that he was believed apparently but there are also seven, more than 700 reporters from 17 nations that came to another seminar in Hobart they were asked to arrive during the weekend because the seminar was on uh, Monday morning so they've got 700 reporters there just as all this happens they're doing all of their reports to spread the uh, anti-gun disarmament propaganda to the entire world. Yeah. So, like, I'm not... Oh, I shouldn't say propaganda because it was a good thing that uh, the gun wars came into effect. Of course. Definitely a good thing. But, um, yeah, they've got 700 reporters there going, Oh, my God, mass shooting in Tasmania, Australia... They're now banning guns. This thing just instantly goes fucking worldwide. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, the. Uh,
1: this is really interesting.
0: Yeah, and the, uh, the Deputy Prime Minister, Tim Fisher, in May of 96, said if... This is a quote. If we don't get it right this time, gun laws, next time there is a massacre... And there will be, then they'll take all our guns off of us. Come on. Who is he talking about with say with you know, removal of our guns? So yeah, you know, did he let it slip? Did he accidentally? Because you know, it's happened before where the government have accidentally got like said something like that and got oh I was not supposed to say that till next week.
1: Like Tom Holland giving out movie spoilers left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. Like, come <laughs> on,
0: uh, he's a little bit more innocent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, did he let it slip? Gun that was going to happen. Um, I don't know, but uh, it's it's just remarkable that
1: there are far too many coincidences. Yeah, and far also far too many. And
0: another another thing to completely utterly. Separate Martin Bryant from from all of this. He's left-handed. The gunman shot from the hip, right-handed. I don't think uh, you're you're left-handed. If you were to pick up a gun, I shot you, left-handed. Yeah, you wouldn't pick it up and shoot from your hip right handed No,
1: because my dominant arm and my strong arm is my left arm. So I'd always pick it up from the left because guns are fucking heavy. Yeah. And I'd always support with the right. That's always yeah. the way I shot. Yeah. So, it's ridiculous.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but apparently, that doesn't doesn't matter. Um, and also, with firing a weapon that many times, there's going to be hearing damage, as well, because you know you're you're right at the gun and you're shooting bang 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 bang. Yeah. That's gonna, you know, affect your hearing. Martin Bryant had no, no hearing loss whatsoever. Nothing wrong with his hearing. Yeah,
1: I mean, we always used headphones. Like, yeah, yeah, earmuffs. Earmuffs, but it was so loud, even with the earmuffs on. Yeah.
0: Well, they say that you know what the theory is is that the gunman had the earmuffs on and then a, a blonde wig over the top to simulate. Oh, for fuck's sake! His Hence, yeah, you know. How stupid would that look? Yeah, that's that's what the witnesses have said, that he had the EMFs on. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So, yeah, it's just... There's just so many different things that point to Martin Bryant had absolutely nothing to do with this whatsoever like he wasn't he wasn't there when the first gunshot off gunshot went off i think he was about 30 minutes away from the cafe like it's just there's just so many different things and his confession there's there's like you know 30 20 to 30 second clips online
1: yeah his confession is so dodgy
0: yeah like I, it was videotaped why He's, and and they've, they've let out bits and pieces of his confession tape. So why wouldn't they just go, oh, here's the entire thing from start to finish. There you go. It's in the public domain now. Yeah, because it's they're covering condemning. shit up.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's what the media do. The media will distort things to fit their agenda.
1: Yeah, of
0: course. So, I mean, you, there's so many people that have been on... Like, there's a guy that wants to do a movie. I'm not sure... Um, I'm fairly sure it's just a regular movie with reenactments and stuff. I don't believe it to be a documentary, but he was on the project in Australia, which first and foremost, the project is the biggest piece of fucking shit reporting that has ever existed. Um, he was on there trying to obviously promote what he's doing. As most people would do, you do your media circuits when you've got a movie coming out. I'm not sure if he's actually filmed it or not yet, but... Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is as sarcastic as I can get. The magnificent Wiley uh, Ali, who I genuinely think is a complete and utter tosser, uh, and should not have a career in reporting at all, uh, shouldn't even be on TV...
1: That's beside the point
0: right now. Yeah. Um, he just basically when this guy was trying to put his point across that you know not everything is as as it seems he didn't have a trial Wally lead just yelled and screamed over the top of him to shut him up and then they the producers and the editors got together and they cut this uh interview up into a way that this guy looked like a complete dick like he just looked like a loser and that's that's just the way that the the mainstream media work is if it doesn't fit their agenda, they're going to completely and utterly distort it, and that's not a conspiracy theory. That's fact. Yeah. So Isaac Butterfield, the Buttsman, man, a great Aussie comedian, was taking the piss out of New Zealand. New Zealand, a New Zealand comedian, taking the piss out of him. He went on the the project in New Zealand, and he actually did a video about watch like he was watching his interview and what he was actually saying he was he'd, he'd say it on the project and then he'd talk about what it was that he was saying and you could just see the vast difference between the way it looked and then him actually saying it yeah um and that's just the way that the the media works is that they just completely and utterly distort everything so yeah martin bryant i believe is innocent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing his confession on A Current Affair, just a... Like
0: two years ago? Crap
1: hole news program that just mm. report absolute twaddle. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it just... It... It seemed so rehearsed and fucked up and like he had no idea what he was talking about. Mm. And... It, it, it did seem like they were questioning a child. Yeah, like they were. They, essentially,
0: they were questioning a child.
1: And you just look at the poor guy and you're like, yeah, you did not do this. But uh, you are uh, going away for the rest of your life. Well,
0: he's doing, I believe, 35 life sentences, consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. He's doing he's in life sentence
1: prison. in Australia is like twenty five years, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I think I believe so. Yeah. He's he's never getting out basically. Oh, I know that, but I'm just trying yeah. to
1: think of how much that actually is. That oh. is so fucking long.
0: Yeah. So now so it was this tall, skinny, long blonde hair guy when all this happened in ninety six. And now you're hard pressed to try and find a photo, but I'll I'll uh, I'll see if I can find one. Now he is bald. He weighed up to about 160 kilos.
1: Fucking hell.
0: Yeah, com- prison's completely and utterly destroyed him. Didn't know was... you could
1: get that fat on prison food.
0: Right? Yeah, a lot of people get really, really super fat on uh, when they go to prison. They get locked up. So I
1: suppose carbs are cheap. We know all about that. Yeah,
0: that, man, that's the truth. When you got to feed the
1: masses. It's all about that
0: ramen noodle. <laughs> <laughs> so even prisoners get bread true um yeah so i i believe that they need to have the what do they call it the um coronal inquest yeah um and they need to actually look at what happened properly they never will no they won't it will never happen uh john howard has a hell of a lot to to answer for um because it was yeah his government he was only in power for about six weeks when this happened as well So, and I believe George Bush quoted John Howard as reliable.
1: Oh, fucking hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we know that George (laughs) Bush and John Howard had a very close relationship when they were each in power. So, yeah.
1: Good on them. They're both as bad as each other.
0: Except Johnny has those incredible eyebrows. Yeah, Captain Eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) And he he had a good sense of humour as well. I'll be honest. Chasers war and everything really gave him a fair bit of shit, and he copped it on the chin. Yeah. He never took. He never got angry with them or anything. He just went, oh, you guys." He was
1: the power walking one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they used to catch up with him all yeah, the because, time on his power walks. Yeah,
0: because some dude I think had like a screwdriver or a crowbar or something, yeah, and like I ran that. up to him and gave him a hug, and the chasers went, "What the hell can we hold and still get a hug from him?" And they had like chainsaws and shit. <laughs> yes i remember that now Uh, yeah so yeah it's it's, johnny's got a lot to answer for and you know tim fisher and everyone that was in power back then has a hell of a lot to answer for about the martin bryant case here, because he should be out he should not be inside he should be out and that's going to piss off a lot of people Uh, if anyone who lost someone during that um if anyone from there hears this like Obviously, they obviously were caught up in a horrible time in Australian history and we're not like we're not trying to deter from this atrocity that happened. I'm just saying it wasn't Martin.
1: And as much as it was an absolute absolute tragedy that that many people and those people had to die for all this to happen, I am so glad that the gun laws were changed in this country. Yeah, so unbelievably thankful.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I, I just think that I I wish the government just went, you know what? We don't want a massacre to happen in our country. We're going to change gun laws and just cop it on the chin. Yeah, like like,
1: they're the ones in power. They're the ones who hold the power.
0: Yeah. You go, no,
1: no, I'm bigger than you. I'm changing it.
0: Yeah. And we just
1: go, okay.
0: Yeah, they make the decisions for us. And, you know, we may not like the decisions, but... Ultimately, they're supposed to be making these decisions to better the country and making gun laws and restrictions upon gun laws betters the country. Oh, definitely. And definitely, should, 100%. Yeah, they should have just gone, okay, let's take away all fully automatic and semi-automatic weapons because they're stupid. You do not need them. Um, and then put in the 28-day waiting period on getting a gun, and the only like, you need a very, very, very valid reason to own a fully or semi-automatic weapon. And self-defense—it's it, put in legislation. Self-defense is not a valid reason for owning a weapon. like Mate, that. you got
1: fists. Have a fight.
0: Yeah, you got a knife. Punch it out.
1: Everyone's no, no enough. knives. <laughs> no knives. Punch it out. Yeah, look.
0: This is not sad. that I
1: condone fighting. I hate violence, but. But there is I'd rather you me. punch someone than shoot someone.
0: Yeah. Well you shoot someone, like, you, you get, like, super pissed off, and you just grab a gun and you go, bang, they're dead. and then you go Yeah, you back can't you go, oh, take oh, that shoot. back. No. No take backsies on that.
1: But if you punch someone, you can be like, shit, sorry, man. Didn't yeah. mean to make your lip bleed.
0: Yeah. You punch someone, you might break their nose. Got they a be frustrated. You yeah, they punch you back. You go down to the pub, you have a beer, and away you go. You shoot someone, they're dead, and you're in prison for the rest of your life well maybe but uh, this is going on for a while now <laughs> we could probably keep going on and on and on but we shan't because it's very late now and
1: I have work in the morning
0: so and I've now got to try and edit this very quickly and have it ready to go up by 9am so
1: S-s- guys
0: So with that, we are off. Next week, we have a very, very interesting uh, theme that we've chosen. We're going back to true crime. We're going back to murder. 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 And murder of the famous variety. Celebrities that have committed murder. So they're not famous for murder. They were famous beforehand. They were celebrities and then committed murder. We're and not we're doing not, OJ. No, no OJ. <laughs> definitely not. Um, so I've already decided on mine. I know what I'm going to be doing next week. Uh, and all I'm going to say about this particular case is that it completely shook my friend group because we were at school. And we were massive wrestling fans. So, so on it.
1: that note, guys share like follow everything tweet yeah twitter whatever
0: twitter at podcast tangents facebook instagram youtube at twisted tangents podcast obviously audio boom at twisted tangents podcast that's the main place that you can listen to us that helps us out the most and uh until next week my name's tom
1: and i'm bonnie
0: have yourself a good night